Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to the Tinder Bundle, where believers come together to kindle their flame of faith. I'm your host, The Wandering Avad, and we continue our 21 days of progressive fasting and praying. And today we are on day nine. And our chapter reading for today is James chapter three. Now I'll be reading verses one through 10. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large, they are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and it sets on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and curses. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. The title of today's thought is Family Communication Part 2, Taming the Tongue. Words are the most powerful tool given to man. When God made man in his likeness and image, he gave man to have a power similar to his, the power to create with words. Genesis 1 repeatedly says, And God said, and then it happened. Well, the same is true when it comes to us. Anything we say that we truly believe in somehow comes to pass at some point in time. Because of this truth, we must be careful of what we say. James reminds us of how much we misuse this gift. He says, with it, the tongue that is, we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men. We have been made in the who have been made in the similitude, similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and cursings. My brethren, 
these things ought not to be so. He points us back to the issue that we take an instrument used in the temple of the Holy Spirit to bring curses, which is not its purpose. We continue to mix the holy and the unholy, creating confusion in our spirit, as well as in our witnessing. Sadly, this abuse sometimes leads others to say under their breath, if that's how a Christian speaks, I really don't want to be a part of them. And this is not a good look for the body of Christ. The sadder thing is we tend to be gentler with words towards strangers than we are with our own family. We break one another down instead of building each other up. We gossip and share privileged information and sometimes speak words of discouragement because we are imposing our own insecurities onto others who may be succeeding where we have failed or been too fearful to even go. But we are supposed to be edifying one another, speaking with mercy and compassion. And even in the movement of chastening, we should be correcting in a way that will win a soul rather than debase them. See, here's one of the greatest problems when we are not cautious of the things we say to others or ourselves for that matter. Words come to life. For example, if you keep telling a child they are worthless, they will grow up thinking those words you spoke to them are true. This goes along with the fact that when others repeatedly say things to us, we will begin to repeat these words to ourselves. This is known as self-talk. And in time, because you begin to believe those words, you bring them to life by living them out. And this is known as the self-fulfilling prophecy. This is the danger of misusing words. So the question we need to ask ourselves every time we speak is, what do I desire to create with what I'm about to say? Asking this question will let you know the motive of your heart. The thing is, if we are in Christ Jesus, our motive should be strictly for the kingdom. Paul reminds us, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, and whatever things are lovely, and whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Philippians 4 verse 8. And Yeshua said, For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Matthew 12, 34. Therefore, let, unless you are meditating and filling your heart with what is noble, just, pure, and of good report, etc., 
you can only speak the opposite, which breaks away the fortification of the family. If we desire to heal and restore the family, we must start with healing how we use our tongue. We must intentionally try not to run to speaking or thinking of the most negative thoughts, but seek to look for what is good and to lift up everyone we speak to. In addition, there is no way to really get people to listen to you if they see your speech or attitude as toxic or as a poison they would rather stay away from. But the truth is, there is only one way to develop this Christ-like method of speaking, which is by being immersed in the Holy Ghost, who will give you the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. It is only then you will plant seeds of faith in truth into people's heart that will grow carrying them back to the Savior. That being said, what are some techniques we could use to improve the way we speak? Well, first off, we must learn to pray before opening our mouths. Too often we speak without guidance from the Spirit, which leads to devastation. Secondly, you know who you're talking to. The choices of words you use or your voice tones as well as your body language speaks volumes. And sometimes we forget that we cannot speak to a seven-year-old the same way we would speak to someone who is 40. Not to mention, being able to adjust these elements while maintaining respect for the individual you are speaking with is something we have to do. Thirdly, slow down and breathe while you talk. Learning proper breathing techniques not only will help you to stay focused and calm, but will help you to regulate your emotions. Fourthly, look at who you are talking to. Let the person see that you are interested in them hearing you and that you value their attendance. And fifthly, pause periodically to allow the conversation to absorb a little bit into their minds. This gives the other person a moment to process and keep track as well. Lastly, be aware of your volume and your clarity. You can speak assertively without shouting and try to be confident with what you're about to say so you are not mumbling but speaking clearly. This will help ensure that you are clearly understood. Wrapping all these techniques up with prayer and guidance of the Holy Spirit will make your words more readily receivable and salvific to the listener. For at the end of the day, we are working to heal the family and to put the family unit back on the path of salvation.
So my friends, let us be cautious of how we use our words and let us think before we speak. Let us learn to build one another up, to fortify our families by affirmation and words of power and strength. And let's prayerfully banish the thoughts of inadequacies and failures, knowing that we are the chosen of God. And as we continue to improve the way we speak to others, I pray we learn to speak better to ourselves so that we can stand taller and become stronger, knowing that I am a child of the King and I am a citizen of the kingdom. And when we can truly accept that, I can then boldly stand up and ask myself, am I ready to start speaking like a child of the King? Am I ready to start speaking to my family? with love my friends this is what it's all about the way we talk scripture continues to tell us how the Lord is merciful loving and filled with compassion if we are made in his likeness and image we must mimic this method of speech as well yes there is a time and place for everything Yeshua himself showed us there was times he got angry, times he got bitter. But you also see many times where it was compassion, mercy, and him speaking love and the truth to bring somebody else closer to the Father. So friends, as we begin, continue to go through our days, let us focus on these wonderful gifts that we have. And let us speak in the way God desired us. So I'm going to leave you with some personal considerations, things to think about as you go throughout this day. Firstly, do you feel you always have to have something to say? You always have to give a response, share your opinion, say something. Secondly, do you find you are more negative or positive in the way you speak? How do others react to you when you are speaking with them? Thirdly, have you ever been brave enough to ask someone to be honest with you? As in, how do I speak? How do I sound? Am I sarcastic? Am I rude? Am I unkind? Etc. Simply put, do they see Christ in you when you speak to them? And lastly, my friends, let us pray and ask God to learn how to use our tongues appropriately and how to reflect the character of Christ when speaking. Let us pray that we will be learning when to speak and how to speak as well as when to keep silent. My prayer is that we have some things to think about as we continue to heal ourselves so that we may heal others. And this healing begins also 
with the one thing that speaks everything that's in our heart. So as we're coming to a close, let us bow in a word of prayer. Great and heavenly God, Lord, we thank you for the wondrous things you continue to do. And we thank you for the infinite mercies you keep pouring out upon us. Lord, the enemy has found a way to disable the way we use our tongue and we use it for evil. We go around calling good things bad and we go around calling bad things good. We speak to our children through our emotions and sometimes say stuff that should never be heard into the ears of a child. Sometimes we dishonor our parents, forgetting they are the ones we should honor. Sometimes it's our brothers and sisters. We don't know how to connect and communicate. Sometimes it's friends who are so close that we work with to bring into the family of Christ. Sometimes it's ourselves. And we wake up in the morning kicking ourselves, saying everything that you never desired us to hear. But Lord, I ask of you to teach us to be affirming. Teach us to seek words of affirmation in the morning and remind ourselves we are strong we are powerful we are fearless we are children of the most high god let us be able to give ourselves through you the inspiring words of confidence and words to lift up people around us that they will feel better about themselves and knowing that we are helping to remind them of their value and how special they are, how unique they are, and that they have a purpose. Lord, we have misused our tongue more than enough. So we humbly submit our tongues and our minds to you and our hearts as well. I ask of you to teach us to use these to give you glory. And Lord, continue to work with us Teach us how to have the fruit of the Spirit and teach us to exercise it. Thank you for everything and please be with each and every person listening to this as we continue our fasting. And we pray these words in no other name but the mighty name of Yeshua our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Baruch Hashem. Blessings. Blessings upon you all. Hope you have a wonderful and spirit-filled day. God bless and take care, my friends. Godspeed. Thank you.